0: Well today, you'll be aware now, it marks the 40th anniversary of the Erebus tragedy and commemoration services are taking place in Auckland to mark the tragedy which killed tragically all 257 people on board. Other commemorations today, you may or may not be aware, include a ceremony at Scott Base in Antarctica. So uh, just about an hour ago at 12.49, staff gathered at a Kutu Memorial on the hill above the base and one of those gathered um, is the Antarctica New Zealand Communications advisor, Nelson, who actually joins us live now from Antarctica. A very good afternoon to you, Georgia. Hello. Hello.
1: Good afternoon.
0: Well, thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you so much. Now, could we ask, please, how did the ceremony unfold at Scott Base?
1: Yeah, well, so every year we hold a remembrance ceremony, um, on the anniversary of the Erebus crash, but this year it was a little bit more special because we had two retired New Zealand police officers joining us and they were involved in Operation Overdue and the initial recovery efforts. So they were Stuart Layton and Brett Jones. We had, um, a service just on the hill, um, behind Scott Base. There is a core Memorial statue, as you mentioned, and it has, um, a remarkable view of Erebus in the background. So everyone who was on base at the time um, came up. We were joined by uh, the chaplain from the American base McMurdo Station, which is just over the hill, and he led a prayer. Um, Brett and Stu said a few words each. We had a minute's silence, and um, the Prime Minister sent, sent down a speech, which was read out, and we also laid a reef.
0: And what sort of weather conditions have you got there at the moment, Georgia?
1: Oh, well, it's actually a beautiful sunny day here in the coldest, driest, windiest continent on Earth. There's the most spectacular view of Erebus, as I mentioned, from the memorial site, and there was no cloud hiding the mountain today. Mm. Yesterday it was snowing and, and windy and really cold and, We really couldn't have manufactured a better day for the ceremony if we tried.
0: Exactly. Now, those of us who remember 1979 and the awful reports that were coming back from then, that's one of the things about this amazing continent, isn't it? And tragically, in 1979, as I understand it, there were complete whiteout conditions on Erebus, weren't there?
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure um, of the exact um, details of of what it was like at the time, but Antarctica is extremely changeable. You can get um, beautiful sunny weather one moment and then really sort of windy, cold, blizzard-like conditions the next. So it is a remarkable weather system down here.
0: Georgia, it's about 21 degrees in Auckland today, 29 in Christchurch. What temperature do you have there?
1: Negative 8
0: Negative wow. eight. Gosh, and yes. and just for yes. those that uh, I've never been to Antarctica nor as Phil, but a, a couple of my family members have, and they said it is the most stunning and dramatic landscape. What's the coldest recorded temperature that there's ever been in Mount uh, in Antarctica?
1: I'll have to look that one up and get back to you. I can tell you the coldest temperature that we've had while I've been here um, because I've been keeping a close eye. So with wind chill factored in at about this time of year over the past two weeks, the coldest we've had is negative 34, but that includes wind chill. Um, But the coldest will be much, much lower than that. We've had some... Um, scientists actually carrying out some research on the slopes of Erebus this season and, and they have come back with some tales of some very, very cold days. My goodness.
0: I'm working on the presumption, therefore, that if you're going out, out from Scott Base and it's weather's even remotely like that, you have to take some extraordinary precautions and have some wonderful cold weather gear to wear, do you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. So at Antarctica, New Zealand, um, anyone who, who comes down to Scott Bay with us, we completely kit them out with everything they would need um, to survive in temperatures. I, I think it's up to a minus 50 to be comfortable. And so that consists of a number of jackets, different merino layers, polar fleece, um, celipettes, which are snow trousers, all the different types of, of boots. We call it extreme cold weather gear yeah. and sort of numerous pairs of gloves, hats, and and buff so you can pull the buff right up over your face so there's no skin exposed when it gets really cold because it is really really important um to be in the right equipment and to dress well and keep yourself warm in antarctica
0: and georgia two quick things before we let you go and i know it's such a poignant day uh, for you in antarctica with the with the service and everything how emotional was it for you guys at the service today
1: yeah, well I think the Erebus tragedy was one that touched the lives of all New Zealanders. So that's no different. Um here at Scott Base. We have staff members who have a connection, um, you know, some way or another, like everyone in New Zealand does. So it was yeah. emotional. It was a real time of reflection. Um Brett and Stu both mentioned in their speech that it was a time to keep those who lost loved ones and, and friends all those years ago in our mind and, and it very much, um, they were very much in our thoughts today and it was somber.
0: Mm, I'll bet. And lastly again for those of us that have never been or probably not likely to go in our lifetimes, what would you, what, what is the thing about Antarctica that, that you have been so struck by?
1: Oh, that's a really hard question. It's a, this is the first time I've actually been to Antarctica. Um, I've been here for a couple of weeks now and it's so hard to communicate the scale of the environment down here. It's it's remarkably beautiful and, and changeable and moody and mysterious. But also the other thing about Antarctica is the people, especially down at Scott Basin. We've got some of the best scientists in the world here carrying out world-leading climate change research, and then this great team of people who are all working to make their research a success. So it's not only an amazingly beautiful, mysterious place, it's got this amazing community of people who are all really super-connected and close-knit.
0: Amazing. Georgia, thank you very, very much for chatting with us. All the very best to you.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Thank you
0: very much. Thank you for your time. That's uh, Georgia Nelson, who's Antarctica's New Zealand Communications Advisor. And you know, it's exactly one forty nine and at this moment, 40 years ago, the country was alerted to the Erebus disaster with this. It's now uh, coming through, of course, new probably. Just wanted to tell you it's, um, it's now uh, coming through, of course, new probably. Um, some of you have already ascertained that the wreckage has been sighted um, at uh, in the Antarctica, on um, a location which indicates uh, Mount Erebus and the McMurdo Sound area, and we have uh, no other information other than uh, helicopters are going in now and are likely to be at the site within about 20 minutes.
1: And that was the case with the crash of Flight 901. The disaster in Antarctica. It and would be days before television no could show pictures the from the site of the tragedy on, on Mount Erebus. Flight 901. Tonight our whole program is devoted to this, the worst disaster of any kind in New Zealand history.
0: Extraordinary sound, actually. That what Judy Bailey was the commentator you heard at the end and Maury Davis, the CEO of Air New Zealand, the voice that you first heard. Pretty... Pretty poignant, that. Extraordinary. Mm.